Hallelujah. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. Oh, Lord, I just thank you right now for your presence. It means everything. Lord, to the understanding, it means everything to the mind. It means everything to the heart that you're here. And I just ask that you use me today as an instrument, your instrument. None of me, but all of you. None of me, but all of you, Lord, because it's critical. And I don't take it lightly, delivering your word in the name of Jesus. Do all agree and say? Amen. Amen. So the Lord put on my heart, I had... Um, to do this first, this morning, he said for you all to repeat after me. This is our Father, our Father. who art in heaven. Hallowed be, Hallowed be your name. Allow your kingdom to come. And your will be done. In earth right now, Lord. As it is in heaven, right now, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Well, the Lord put on uh, my heart, he put on my mind that he's sounding an alarm from heaven. And it's not a temporary alarm, it's not an alarm just for today, it's alarm for eternity. He's saying that. And I'm just going to read the scripture that he gave me. And he said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, who is my strength and who is my redeemer? And so I have to start off by saying that um, this church is a church that will, it's not a church as usual, as you can probably see. <laughs> it's not a church that um, is traditional. You know, but this church is uh, set on a foundation for us to know and understand that after we've been saved, there's a work to do. Yes. That's not the end of it. You know, after we have been saved, there is work to do. Yes. Because, you know, we're living in a dying world. We're living in an evil world, you know, and God has work for us to do. And it says he, and I'm just going to read what I wrote. He said that we already have a reservation in heaven. And God not, has not removed, if he has not removed us from the earth yet to be with him, our only purpose here is to serve him. That's it. Everything else is a plus. Every, your house, your cars, your jobs, all of these things are, are to be used for the kingdom if you are saved. If he has already reserved, has your reservation made for you. And I'm going to read from Matthew 5, 13 through 18. I need my glasses, please. Thank you. Thank you, my... I <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. 
Matthew, the fifth chapter, and the 13th verse. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, and in some versions it says its flavor, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. And they will do it. They will trample on your salt if you have no savor. And it says, you are the light of the world. A city that is situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and put it under a basket. Because if you do, you're going to set it on fire. But rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see the good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. That's the purpose for your light, is to give glory to God. Period. You know, we can be selfish and say, well, Lord, you know, I need this and I need that. Or I can't do this or I can't do that. He said, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that he be glorified. Just as he was glorified when Jesus died on the cross. And people can't understand that. Jesus suffered and died. It's real. He suffered and died on the cross. To glorify God. And we can't even stub our toe and glorify God, let alone suffer for the sake of the kingdom of God so that others might see our light and be saved. And, and I wrote him and said, uh, in order to maintain the salt and the light, there are some things that we have to do, yes. have to do. The number one thing is to spend time with God. You know, a lot of times we make time for everything else, but we don't make time for God, but we still think we have a word for somebody. How in the world, if you don't spend time with God, will you have a word from God for anybody? You're fooling yourself. And you know, it's not a popular message that he's given me, but it's a message that needs to be taught, needs to be said, needs to be shouted out in the earth today. So that we can start doing what we need to do. And that is being a light and being the salt. He's not telling us, I need you to salt yourself. He's just saying, spend time with me so that I can salt you. Spend time with me so your light can be brighter. That's all he's saying. You know, spend some time with him. And the time means read your word. Go to church. Have a study time with the Lord, and then sit before him, and I tell you, he's speaking to you every single day. You can hear him clearly when you do those things, and you can be the salt and the light in the earth. Thank you, Lord. We must spend time with God. Remember when we were first saved, all of us that are saved? Remember when you were first saved, and you were all excited Oh, this God, I met this God, this Jesus who died for my sins, and, and he's, he's, he loves me, and, and I'm going to heaven, and all of these things. I'm saved from the world. Remember? <laughs> well, we've lost some of that along the way. 
And we don't allow that. We don't understand all the time that God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. But we're not. He wants us to just be like him. The same yesterday. The same today. And the same forever. That's how he wants us. And, it, it, and people may say, oh, that's hard. It's not hard if you give him the time. If you take the time to read your word, to go to church, and to have a Bible study time, and allow the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. You know, God has laid out a path for all of us, and it's full of assignments. Everybody's assignment is not the same. That's the reason why he needs us to be salty and alight. So that the path is clear for the people that can't see it. You know, so if we, our lights are dim, you try being in the dark and walk with a dim light. You won't be able to walk. But if you're a light, a bright light, and you're shining bright, then people can see and say, hey, you know, can you help me? And then you could be saying, yes, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Because you're totally connected with him because you've read because you pray, because you spent time with him. It takes all of that to, to, to complete your assignments. You know, you could be passing by somebody on a park bench and see, oh, Lord, they're nasty, dirty, and stanky. And God will tell you, and I need you to go over there and hug them. Will you do it? If you spent time with him, you will. But if you haven't, Mm, I don't think so. That would be your answer. You, to God. The most high God. You know? And he said, this is something that he said. He said, God, his word is true. And this whole situation of us being on this earth still is real. We have people dying every single day. Every day. And I don't know why he gave me this uh, message today. I really don't. But all I know is it's his message. It's not my message. It's the message that he's declaring in the earth today to be about his business. For us to be about his business. Because you don't know, like it was said all day long, this was the message. This was the message all day. That we're to trust him, to spend time with him, and do what he says to do. And that's what I'm doing. So I said, we don't know who will say yes. That's not our business. Our only business is to deliver what he says to deliver. We were talking about the tongue this morning and how that tongue can, is, the power is not in the tongue, but the power is in the guiding. Either the enemy is guiding your tongue or God is guiding your tongue. And whatever your tongue goes out to, it's going to grow like wildfire. So let us speak what it is that God wants us to speak. So that can grow like wildfire in the earth and not what the enemy wants us to speak. Because we're doing too much of that, speaking on our own, thinking that it's from God or thinking that it's from ourselves. It's not. The truth is you either speak in hell or you speak in heaven. Period. You know, and he said, um, go where I lead you. 
and say what I say. And if you would turn, I've gone way off my notes, but that's all right. Please turn to Revelation. Chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. And the Lord says, yet, are you there? I'm sorry, I'll, I'll give you time. If you're there, say amen. 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 Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you've fallen. But that's okay. Because he said to repent. And do the work. And do the things you did at first. If you do not repent. I will come to you and remove your lampstand. That's your light. He's sounding out an alarm today. He's alarming us to be alarmed by what's going on today. You know, so God has laid out a path for us. And we have to get with him to know what the path is and to know what the assignments are. If we ask him, that's all we have to do. He's made things so simple. He's not a jokester. He's not a kidder. He's not going to dingle something in your face and then tell you, oh, no, you can't have that. That's not who God is. God said, ask, and he will answer. Seek him, and you're going to find him. That's what he said. But if you believe that in your heart, he'll do it. But if you have doubt, you don't believe, oh, God, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. Don't doubt, because he's God. You remember when he said in the word in Genesis, son be? And the son is still up there. That's the same God. That when he said moon and stars and heavens be, that's the same God. And he's true. And his word endureth. (laughs) You know, it, it endures. Generation after generation. Now, I'm not going to be long before you, but we have to understand that his business is our business. Our business is not our business. His business is our business. And our business is his business. And didn't we say that in a circle today? (laughs) So, um, what he, whatever he says, please do. If you'll turn to Ezekiel, third chapter, in the 27th verse, return to your first love. And he said just to ask him, and he will. So in Ezekiel 3 and 27, he said, but when I speak to you, I will open your mouth. This is God speaking. That he will open your mouth. And you will say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is what he's saying. Whoever will listen, let them listen. And whoever refuses, let them refuse. That's how much he's taken it. And it says, for they are rebellious people. But that's how much he he knows that he... 
we can't depend on us. We have to depend on him to give us the words out of our mouth, you know, so that people can be saved. You can't save nobody. Your words can't save nobody. Your words. But God's words, if you know them and plant them in your heart, you can save your children, your family, your co-workers, because he has strategically set us. He's an awesome God, let me tell you. He strategically gave us the family that we have for his glory. He strategically put us in the jobs that we are for his glory. See, we think, oh, it's paying my rent. It's paying my car. No, 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 no. That's not why. If you're saved and you got a reservation in heaven, that's not why you're there. You're only there for the kingdom of God and to be used by him. And the, the rays and the this and the that and how people love you, all of that stuff is a plus. And some of them going to hate you. Let's don't get it twisted. They're going to hate you for the light that you're shining. And that's okay, too. Because we got to understand that we don't, this is not it for us. There's some place that's eternal <laughs> that, that, that he's preparing us for. You know, but he doesn't want us to go alone. He wants us to have somebody's hand and say, come on, let, come on. Let your reservation be in heaven, too. Because that's what it's all about. You know, and he said, we are living in an evil world on this earth. And it's to just read your Bibles about what it says about the last days. But as a matter of fact, let's just go there. Turn to 2 Timothy. And we're going to read chapter 3, 1 through 7. And then we can weigh it if we're in the last days or not for yourself. Are you there? Say amen. amen. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And he get, told me to look up the definition for perilous. And perilous means dangerous, risky, hazardous, life-threatening, high risk, treacherous. Insecure, unsound, vulnerable, and exposed, and destructive. For men will be lovers of themselves. They will be lovers of money, boasting, proud, blasphemers, saying that God did it and he didn't. Disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control. You see a lot of that around. People don't have self-control. Brutal, despisers of good. They're traitors. Headstrong, haughty, means that you think you're better than somebody. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And for such people, turn away. 
For of this sort are those who creep into the households and make captives gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lust, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Does that sound like the time that we're in? But many of us refuse to set that appointment with God every day because of whatever excuse we give, not realizing that the missing of our assignments could be somebody's death, could be somebody's going to hell. But Jesus said this, and you can't do it by yourself. You have to spend time with him. But he said, because there's none righteous. None of us are righteous. He is the righteousness. If you've accepted him, he is the righteousness that's on the inside of you, but you're not righteous. But he said, and in, in, in the Message Bible, Romans 3, 9 through 18, I'm going to read. You can try to find it in your Bibles, but it won't, like, read the same. But just really listen. So where does that put us? Do we Jews... The children of God, are we better? Do we have a better break than others? Not really. Basically, all of us, whether insiders or outsiders, start out identical. Which is to say that we all start out as sinners. Scripture leaves no doubt about it. Nobody... There's nobody living right, not even one. Nobody who knows the score. Nobody alert for God. They've all taken the wrong turn. They've all wandered down blind alleys. No one is living right. I can't find a single one. Their throats are like gaping graves. Their tongues are slick with mudslides, as mudslides. Every word they speak is tinged with poison. They open their mouths and pollute the air. None are righteous. No, not one. Without Christ, we're nothing. Now, this is the, uh, now heaven is sounding out this alarm to us today. God is pleading with us to wake up. He's pleading with us to wake up. In Romans uh, 13, verse 11. Verse 11, 12, and 13, and 14. So verse 11 through 14. And do this knowing the time, what time that we're living in. That now is high time to wake out of our sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let's cast off the works of the darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day not in rivalry and drunkenness, drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Christ Jesus and make no provision for the flesh 
to fulfill its lust. Now, see, we try to do that, not have put on, we try to put on Christ Jesus, or we say we do, but we still make provision for the flesh. But that means that you haven't put on Christ Jesus. That means that you haven't been spending time. Now, first, he's speaking to me. I just want to let you know. <laughs> because first, these scriptures are speaking to me. And this is what God showed me a long time ago. He said, we are all eternal beings, regardless of whether we understand it or not. And we're all going to spend eternity somewhere. Whether we believe it or receive it doesn't matter. It's the truth. For those of us that have decided to live with God eternally will surely be somewhere else. Uh, who have not decided to live with God eternally will surely be somewhere else eternally. So I'm pleading with God today. That you make a conscious decision today to choose God. Don't just think you have time because Jesus hasn't returned yet. Because this still may be your last day. And you will never have another chance to receive him. The decision is yours. This is real. And it's your choice. And those of you who have chosen God, this is your Luke 18 and 10 lets you know why you're still here. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That's it. That's what we're to do. Allow him to use us. Because we don't know who... We don't know. We don't have no idea who's lost or who's seeking or whatever, but he knows. That's why the time needs to be spent with him so that he can say, okay, now go over here. I need you to say this. Go over here. I need you to say that. You don't know you saving somebody's life, saving somebody's eternal life, not the life here on earth. Cause that's, that's the life here on earth is just like that. That's how long it is in eternity. But he said, let's choose to spend the time we need with the Father today, children of God, so we won't miss our assignments. Let's return to our first love. I guarantee the time spent with the Father will change your life. It'll change your sight. It'll change your walk. And you will see people saved, healed, and delivered in your time here on earth. Not the time to come, but here on earth. So let us all hear his voice today. And let's not harden our hearts so we can all, as Hebrew 14 says, become partakers. Um, thank you. Become partakers of Christ. If we hold to the beginning of our confidence, steadfast to the end. See, our confidence is the fact that we are children of the Most High God. Our confidence is that we have a reservation 
We have to hold fast to that, to the end of this earth, so that when we're finished with this time, that we can be in eternity with him. So I thank you all for coming today to the house of God, and I thank him for his presence. I thank you for all that have received his message in this precious time spent with him today. Amen. 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 Amen.